Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong. Where each episode, one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Guy. I'm Dave. And today is my turn to choose the movie, and I have chosen Writhing Tongue, aka Furueru Shita. Before we get into the actual、uh, nitty gritty of the film, so last time, Dave, you were、mm. you were nice enough to choose Mad Foxes,、Mm-mm. which was a fantastic, great fun film. Lots of opportunities for laughter,、yeah. what the fuckery! It was like gr- great times throughout. And I feel like as soon as I recommended this this film, I thought, what the fuck have I done? I feel like <laughs> I throw you, I threw you straight into the deep end and chose the the most upsetting. Trauma-inducing film I could possibly think of off the top of my head. <laughs> it's a very, it's a big tonal shift from from last week, but、mm. yeah, I'm still excited to talk about it. I'm sure we'll find something to laugh about. It depends on how dark your、uh, your sense of humor is. Yeah. yeah.、Um, so, Writhing Tongue is a is a 1980s Japanese film.、Um, it is not a horror film. It is actually a drama. It, it was、mm. billed as a drama,、mm. and it was. Often regarded as the drama that is more horrific than most horrors. Right. I was interested to know what the like why this was made. <laughs> that is a great <laughs>、yeah. question. I don't know if you know. I do know、okay. this, and it will make the whole film that much more horrific. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I've got a bad feeling. Well, that's great. Okay. <laughs> But、um, as well as it being known as the、uh, drama more horrific than most horrors, it is also known as being the most、uh, trauma-inducing film in Japan. Right. Yeah. Okay. And actually, if、uh, you go onto Google and search "furueru shita," the the Japanese title,、uh, the next suggestion from Google, the following word that comes out is trauma. Really? <laughs> so it is actually、yeah. it's a, a famous、mm-hmm. film,、uh, famous for having traumatized、mm-hmm. the nation、yeah, oh、when it came、God. out. This is actually based off of a novel <laughs>、uh, by Miki Taku that was released in '74, so six years before the、uh, film was released.、Uh, the reason why this guy wrote this novel was because his own daughter、oh. <laughs> actually got tetanus. Oh my God! Yeah, I was、uh, wondering because it felt very personal. Mm. Mm. So I should have mentioned that before. This film,、uh, in a sentence, is about a young girl who contracts tetanus.、Mm. Um, based off the novel.、Um, The same name, and the author's daughter contracted tetanus, and、mm. this is kind of his—I don't know what you want to call it—is based off true mm, events mm, to mm. some degree. It's interesting because when we'll get into it in more detail,、mm. but at the beginning of watching this, it kind of felt like、uh, in a very dark way, like a public service、mm. announcement, kind of a warning sort of film. But then I think. Yeah, for a lot of it, I'm like, why the fuck did this get made? Like,、yeah. why? Who is this for? Because、mm. it's so horrendous and it's、mm. so hard to watch.、Mm. But then by its end, it it's actually, yeah. I mean, we can talk more about how we feel about it later. But it's by its end, it kind of made sense to me. Yeah,、um, and it's actually quite brilliant. <laughs> the film. Sure,、yeah. sure, sure. But it, it, yeah, it does not does not withhold anything. It, it packs a lot of punches, and as I said, it does feel very personal.、Mm. And the reason being is because it is based off a real story.、Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that, so tetanus. I mean, I don't know about you、uh, mm. as an Australian, but、um, 
when I was a kid in England, tetanus was always like this almost like a boogeyman-esque mm-hmm. fear lurking around every corner. And I remember sure. anytime you cut your hand or finger, like anything, anytime you had a mm. cut, everyone would be like, go, go wash your hands, you know, mm-hmm. you might get tetanus. Yeah. And it was yeah. like this thing, it was, it was like this fear as if like, you know, if you cut your hand, there's just tetanus is lurking around, it's going to mm. get in you, it's going to fuck you up. Not that I had any idea what the hell tetanus was mm. when I was a kid, but I remember there was always like this this fear of it. Was that similar to you in Australia? Yeah, I mean, even like not only as a kid, but even as an adult, I remember like stepping on a fish hook. Oh, I can't <laughs> remember how that happened, but yeah, I remember stepping on a fish hook and instantly having to go to the hospital to get a tetanus shot. This oh. is like a dirty, rusty f- uh, fish hook. Mm-hmm. And my only knowledge of tetanus was the lockjaw mm-hmm. aspect of it and just the fact that it was so deadly mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like the idea of lockjaw mm-hmm. t- is so horrifying. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid being just terrified mm-hmm. about having that happen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, having that experience. So, yeah, it's definitely got the same kind of, you know, reputation and like horror to it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in Australia. Yeah. That's good. It's good to know. I just thought I was like I was born up in like shitty London. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like tetanus wherever you go, like dirty streets. No, it was like, I think it's everywhere. I guess yeah. every country has that. Yeah. Well, I don't know, all the kids in England, you know, we we grew up changing the, the fog lamps and the, the cleaning <laughs> the chimneys, you know, who knows when we're gonna get tetanus. <laughs> um anyway, so yeah. Let's let's get into it then. So the opening scene, mm. beautiful, dreamy, mm. lovely color grades. Like it's all deep mm-hmm. blues and purples, shot in the lovely slow motion mm. of a young five-year-old girl, Masako, playing in a marsh outside of her mm. apartment, catching butterflies. And very innocently, she cuts her finger, and then we cut to the title screen. It's a great opening. Yeah, it's the whole. The whole opening sequence is so beautifully shot. Mm. Uh, have you seen much else from the director? Yeah, uh, what was it? He did Hatsukatamura. Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, the um, the uh, village of the eight graves. Okay. Or great eight gravestones or something. I haven't like seen that. that. Uh, it's, there's a re- it's a really famous image of this guy. Um, it's been it's been adapted so many times, mm. and it's a guy. He you may have seen the image. He has like a headband. He has two like candles mm-hmm. kind of attached to his head. And he, like, massacres this village. And the same director did that as well. But that's mm. the only one of his I've seen apart from this. Yeah, this is the first time watching mm. one of his. But, yeah, there's a few of his films I'm, I was aware of, like, uh, Castle of Sand. I've heard it's pretty amazing 70s film. And I've heard a lot about uh, The Demon. That's, like, next on my, my list to check the out. The Demon. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, just beautifully shot, mm. that opening. Mm. And, yeah, like, one of my first notes about this was just like the incredible score oh it's so good it's kind of i wrote down the words gurgle synth the fuck is gurgle i don't know (laughs) but that was kind of the vibe it's like this gurgling synthy sound yeah but it's just like this really cool Hmm. score uh by i wrote down his name Yasushi Akutagawa. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, why do you say so sooner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but, yeah, idea. Incredible score. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that lovely opening scene. We cut to the opening credits and it's all like bark. Like uh, the cl- classical music gets played a lot. Mm-hmm. So, again, with the opening scenes, the classical music, there's never that horror feel to it, mm-hmm. which is um, also very important. It doesn't feel like cheap or dark or mm-hmm. shock for shock's sake. But anyway, post credits. Um, 
the uh, we're in the girl's apartment. She lives with her mum and dad. And then they're just having, what is it? They're having dinner. It's just a very mm. casual uh, run-of-the-mill um, dinner scene. But straight off the bat, the girl, Masako, is acting odd. <laughs> we're talking about a two-hour movie, right? And we're like straight into two, it. two, three minutes yeah, into yeah, yeah. it. And already she's acting a bit off. She uh, she can't hold her fork properly. She doesn't want to eat. Mm. Um, she goes to the uh, bathroom. Mm. And when she comes back, her legs are all like... That's Bandy, right. she can't walk properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dad kind of hmm. thinks that she's just sort of not joking around, but kind of, you know, being, mm. you know, childish in some mm. way. And he's kind of getting annoyed at her, which is really unsettling, I think, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what's coming up. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's already, it's such a, it's such a disturbing story because she's so young. I don't know how old she is, but I think like she was five, five, five years yeah. old or something. But she obviously doesn't have the, you know, capacity to explain mm. what's... Like, she doesn't know what tetanus is, right? No. So she can't explain that uh, as to what's happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrifying. So she comes back with this, like, weird, like, bandy leg walk. And the mm-hmm. parents, like... The, the mom picks up. She's like, you know, you know, what, what, what's wrong? She's like, you know, stand up more properly. And being a kid, like you said, can't explain. She's like, yeah, I, I can walk. I just, I just don't yeah, I want just don't to. Want yeah, which is yeah. typical kid stuff. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can do it. I just... I just don't want it. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there's like a, maybe a very slight passing of time, and the the kids gone to bed. The parents are chatting, and all of a sudden, we get the most horrific mm. scream coming mm. from Massacre's room. And the parents run in, turn on the light, and she has blood gushing out of her mouth. Her mm. jaw is clenched shut. Um, her parents run in, hold her down, try to like pry her jaw open. Her, like there's just blood foaming out mm. and her jaw is completely clenched and they, yeah. they they get their fingers in try to like pry her jaw open and I mean like we said she is a tiny tiny five year old girl mm-hmm. they got these two and the dad's a big guy as well mm. and the two of them just trying to pry this poor kid's mouth open but straight from the bat that scream and by this point again we're only like seven minutes mm. in I think it does like that scream they do a little kind of weird mix on it as well to kind mm. of make it sound a little bit uh, electronic as well. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I that, didn't pick up on that. But it, like, distorts it a little bit mm. uh, and just has it echoing just a little bit, mm. making it really nightmarish. It's, it's just very horrific. Mm. It, it is a terrifying scream. But that, that was in turn of my life, and she was, she was like... Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. horrible. And, and honestly, like, from that moment... Mm. I, I was just blown away by that kid because mm. that has got to be one of the best, like, child performances I've ever seen. I would 100% agree with you. To, to the point of, like, I don't even understand how they managed to get her to yeah. do certain things. Mm. It's so realistic, mm. her reactions. Mm. Um, it never, ever feels like a kid play acting. It no. always just feels 100% yeah, real. yeah. yeah. Very, un- very, very upsetting to watch. Very unnerving. Her, mm. and you know, they say, like, never work with kids, and that mm. her performance is second to none. Mm. And you know, you hear like those backstories, like, uh, when there's other child that's like Exorcist and stuff, and you, you got what's the name, the director stands around with a milkshake to make sure Linda Blair's all right after mm. scenes and mm. stuff. I bet this girl didn't get a, a, an ounce of that kind of kindness. Do, yeah, and she yeah. went through fucking hell to do this role. Yeah, I do wonder what this was like to make. There, mm. there, are, there are certain moments in it, you know, later in the film where it feels mm, 
too real. Yeah. Too real, some of her reactions, mm. but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So the following day, they take her to... Oh, no, it's straight away. They take her to the hospital. Uh, mm. Doctor's a piece of shit. He says, can't do anything. Mm. Uh, go somewhere else tomorrow. I think also at some point here, they, they, they also mentioned that she had been taken to the doctor prior to this as well. Mm. And I don't know how much of this was me putting my own experiences mm. in Japan, but <laughs> I do... Even though the film later on actually has a really kind of um, positive view of of uh, experience in the hospital, mm. in a way, even though mm. it's an, obviously a nightmare, but mm. like the staff and the doctors. However, these like early scenes were really got under my skin because mm. the kind of dismissive nature of the, the mm. doctor and the you know the doctor they mentioned previously is very much my experience mm. in Japan. I hate yeah, to say yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I've got a great doctor now, but like I've had as an adult, that experience mm. of that mm. kind of dismissive mm. attitude. And it, yeah, I don't know how much of it was a, a comment or if that's just a universal truth that happens with difficult to diagnose diseases, but yeah. it felt very, very real and, and very made, made it all the more upsetting. Having that. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. Mm. It's very frustrating going to a hospital or doctors in Japan. Mm. 100%. And someone just telling you, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Just go home. Yeah. Go home. Oh, but what about, how come I can't hear? This is a real story. How come I can't, <laughs> I can't hear out of my right ear. Uh, just go home. There's yeah. nothing. We checked it. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. This one is it probably just like a hay fever. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just, it's in your mind. It's in yeah. your head. You get that a lot as well. <laughs> So they send her back home. Parents uh, try other doctors. They take her to a new one in the morning. Mm. Uh, new doctor. And um, and then the, the other doctor, he blames the dad for his strictness on mm. the kid. And says, the um, judging by the, the bite marks on her fingers, probably due to stress from her dad's strictness with her. Mm. And that um, it's all psychological typical Japanese stuff. <laughs> it's all psychological. It'll be fine. But again, we get that um, that uh, whole like very childlike thing. I can do it, but I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, she hasn't eaten. Um, she can, but she don't want to. She can't mm-hmm. open her jaw. And they said, you know, how long's your jaw been shut for? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been like, what, two two days by then? Yeah, yeah. Open your jaw. And she's like, mm, I can't open it. I just don't want to. But yeah, she's yeah. like talking through a clenched jaw. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's great that that... that holding on to the innocence but it's it's all that prelude of all the horrors to come uh, this is when like the the actual doctor starts to suspect something and goes the very long scene of all the medical tests they yeah. run on her yeah 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 that was a very upsetting sequence it's as well. really horrible Mm-mm. For, yeah. for a number of reasons the, the whole all the test sort of stuff is kind of that's the first sequence that feels uh unnervingly real mm. like and the experience of the the girl yeah it just feels like they just told her like these are real tests yeah, 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 yeah. Just, i don't know her reactions and i just so genuine in this it's it's very well that's um, it they would have been in a real hospital used real mm, equipment mm, probably mm. done real like real medical procedures to mm. to a certain extent they did the x-rays they had her hooked up to various machines and things and they stabbed mm. her with various needles um mm-hmm. how much of it was real and how much it was fake we don't know but um but yeah her reactions when she's getting like needled like you can feel the pain mm-hmm. there uh, and it, it's, it's a really unnerving score during that point as well 
the doctor then um, suspects tetanus or what's the meningitis was it yeah I think they're the two options mm. that he gives yeah um, and this is when the doctor tells the dad that it could be tetanus which has a, um, a one in 20,000 mm. um, what's chance that? of survival is that- uh, it's one in 20,000 people get it and it has a very high uh, death rate right okay okay that makes sense because i was like wait one in twenty thousand survive i was like really baffled by mm. that but i think i just didn't That's... pay enough attention to it yeah that makes more sense yeah i looked it up um after watching it and i think it is like quite a shocking death rate i think it's something oh, i probably shouldn't say this because uh, it's i haven't I, i've already forgotten <laughs> but <laughs> i i think it was like 10 to 20 percent or something died Die? Uh, I don't know if that that's accurate. Don't quote me on that. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but, but I was really shocked at, at yeah. how high that mm-hmm. death rate was. Mm. Yeah, I think the doctor says like that X amount die in the first two days. Mm. Uh, another, and the, I think the percentage gets higher or lower. It could be well, either one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember which one. Yeah. Anyway, you have a very high chance of dying if you mm. get tetanus, mm. and so this is where they basically create the room for her in the hospital she mm. is she is bed bound for the remainder of the film mm. but we're still very very early in yeah it was at that point i'm like what where's this film going yeah am i stuck in this hospital for the rest yeah, of this yeah. next hour and a half yes yes <laughs> yes, yes, yes you are <laughs> but yeah i i was like i i can't really see how this is gonna go that mm. long and i was kind of prejudging the film as well i'm like well this is this is just too long it's too long, yeah. but it, it, it's not. But yeah, I yeah, I was kind of worried at that point. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So they set up the room for her to start immediate treatment. And some of the triggers for mm. tetanus mm. are things like bright lights, loud noises. Um, these are things that can trigger seizures, clenched jaws, you know, the whole lot. So they, they give Mascara a private room. They black out all the windows, dim all the lights. And she's almost in, she's in this like confined room but the fact that it's completely dark they've shut out all natural light and there are not not all the scenes but all like the heavy scenes the remainder of those like big horror like scenes all take place in this dark dingy room which adds that level of uncomfortableness Mm. to the horror like if it was like a bright hospital room it wouldn't feel as kind of grim mm-hmm. but it is just so dark so it's so like the doctor's like yeah, i'm gonna start immediate treatment so you know let's hope for the best and but yeah we know that it gets a hell of a lot better a hell of a lot worse <laughs> 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 to add to the fun this is where we find out that maybe when the mum and dad were trying to unclench masako's jaw she actually bit mm. them on the finger mm. Uh, and this is where we find out that they may have also contracted mm. tetanus. It's in particular the father. Like, both of them have that stress, but the the father, they remove his fingernail. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? So he gets, like, bitten by her, and it, it's, I guess, infected. Mm, yeah. And they remove his fingernail. <laughs> but, like, when we were watching it, I was like, oh, that must be a mistake in the, the subtitles. Mm. And Tana's like, no, no, no. no. Uh, my partner I was watching was like, no, no, no they're, they're removing his fingernail. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that aspect is is unsettling in a different way because of the I don't know the, the especially the father like his reaction mm. to possibly having tetanus mm. and the kind of weird sort of selfishness that mm. he experiences 
is quite disturbing uh. in its own way. Yeah, it, it, it made me feel a bit sick watching it. Yeah, it's it's very it's brutally honest mm. this film because I feel like that is what would happen. Yeah. you know, if he's got that same level of panic, yeah, he's kind of his focus does shift to himself at times, mm. and then we sort of experience his guilt as well. So yeah, that that was um, yeah, that aspect of it really adds a, a layer of mm. discomfort to the film. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So we have Masako in bed with tetanus now being confirmed. We have the mum and dad fearing that they may have also contracted it. So there's nothing good going on no. in this film. Except the doctor who's uh, who's <laughs> been uh, assigned to look after... Nose. Uh, yeah, nose, Dr. Nose. <laughs> Dr. Nose. Yeah, she she's like, like the sort of ray of hope mm. in this film. And kind of when the film... You know, it, it's it's really presenting her as like the hero of the film. There's so many scenes of the father running out to to get her to help mm. out, and it gets to the point in the film where you're like, oh come on, bring in Doctor Nose, bring, bring her in. <laughs> we we need her here. She's like such a yeah, such a great kind yeah. of person. You yeah. always yeah, you you as an audience you you become reliant on her mm. as well. You, if she's not in the scene, you're like, oh fuck, like Man, that, fucks, she's that kid's down. Dead. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Bring we, it that there's always. one scene later where. <laughs> She's not there, and I was like convinced that, like, oh, we must be near the end. She must die in this scene. Doctor knows she's doc- got she's got tetanus as well. We're all yeah, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she's definitely the ray of light. She is the hero of the film. Mm-hmm. There's that aura of like hope. I knew I knew that actress from something. Really? But I looked her up, and I and there was nothing I'd seen with her in it. Hmm. But I'm wondering if it's like she showed up in like a TV show or something. But oh, yeah, did you recognize her at all? Not off, not off the top of my head. Mm. Proceeding with our lengthy hospital stay, there are many things that trigger massacre seizures. Kids, we're in the we're in the uh, the child ward. The mm. kids playing the child ward. <laughs> Isn't that what you fucking call it? Does it have a uh, P- pediat- no, what? pediatric? Ward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking hell. The child ward. Welcome to the child ward. <laughs> it's like Mad Max Three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's in the child ward. Yeah, child ward. <laughs> Filled with childs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kids running, screaming, playing with little um, like guns. Little Pew-pew. dickhead. Little fucking cunts. Oh. Um, sc- screaming, playing around. Massacre has another seizure. And mm. this is like, I think the first one while she's hospital bound. And it's, and it's a big one. Mm. But it's that time where she lets out that horrendous scream. Like that is the most mm. like chilling scream. Mm-mm-mm. It's horrible horrible yeah yeah it's and i think they play it again and again like the same (laughs) series she bites her tongue so again blood pouring out they come in they sedate her seizures calm down and from here this is where we get our first like time stamp so from here they introduce the time stamps because we are we're just in the hospital for the remainder of the film Mm -hmm. Uh, and the way we we show the time is through time stamps after the first time stamp there is just a massive compilation of seizures and it's all like exorcist crab walk stuff like mm. screaming convulsing blood it's horrific it is horrible yeah, yeah it is absolutely horrible and like we said before props to that child mm. actress who is the, just incredible yeah it's full on and the constant prying open of her what? mouth it, it just it never horrible. gets easier to watch with, yeah. with each time is it a, maybe it's coming later is the fingernail part oh to come still when was that i'm not sure <laughs> do you want to talk about the finger now <laughs> well the, there's there's one bit where i'm not really sure 
what's happening, but her finger mm. is getting like cut open at a certain point. It was that part, wasn't it? I, I don't really... I guess it's, like, where the, the tetanus got mm. in and it's, like, infected in some way. But there's just this horrific close-up mm. of the finger getting sliced open. <laughs> it's just... It's so horrible. Mm. Like, I think that's what I messaged you yeah, about, like, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the fun part. <laughs> so, we got our timestamp uh, two days after hospitali- hospitalization. Masco has not been eating. So, what did they do? They bring in a meal for her. And the most unpleasant way to eat, uh, yeah, they yeah. stick a tube up her nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we get the little prosthetic head in that shot. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. So there's a shot of um, like a kind of dummy mm. head, prosthetic head with um, yeah, the mouse sort of opening and closing, little puppet right, right, head right. and the tube going up the nose. Oh, I don't think I even realized it was a... Pr- I think yeah, I was like... Yeah. like, 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 like yeah, I yeah. It's pretty horrible. There's also old mate Dr. Nose comes in with the the bowl of goop that they're going to feed her. Yeah. It's like, what? I don't even know what that was. It's like, like milk. It's like some horrible, like, white liquid. Yeah. Uh, and horrible. she's like, this is what we're going to feed you. <laughs> like, showing it to, to her. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And, like, anything up the nose, like. Yeah. It's not nice. Yeah. Her reaction to that happening to her is, mm. uh, yeah. of that, that, that scene in Red Room with the toothbrush like up the nose oh, <laughs> anything up that. the nose is just so horrible yeah it's not nice yeah. it's really not nice <laughs> I, I've had one of those up the nose things oh really yeah it was what, not, f- what not, for it was a, um, a, a stomach camera ah oh, I had one of those but it was in the mouth yeah when you had it go up there you were awake when yeah. that happened yeah mm. is it in Japan yeah of course <laughs> yeah yeah were you like fully awake or did they give you a sedative of some no, kind? They, they they numbed the back of the throat. Okay. Uh, but I was completely awake. But what they did do was they dimmed the lights and had a nurse rub my back. Oh, that's quite nice. <laughs> I I, did I tell you about... It's an endoscopy, right? Is that what it's called? Is that the bum one? No, no. When they look in your stomach, that's a colon- <laughs> colonoscopy. <laughs> no, they, I had the same thing as you. All right. But my one was in the mouth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Have I never told you that story? <laughs> <laughs> So, for me, they gave me, like, three options. Oh, no. So, they're like, all right. <laughs> what the was it? So, no, no, not, not like, up the nose. It was, like, in the mouth or nothing. Right. I, I don't know why. They didn't give me the nose option. But they were, in terms of sedatives, oh, okay. they were like, all right, number one, we can knock you out. You'll mm. be asleep. Mm. Uh, but you're going to be woozy for the whole day. I'm mm. like, nah, fuck that. Mm. That sounds shit. I think I had to work that day or something. Right. And then the second one, they're like... Um, all right, we can give you like a little sedative, make you feel kind of all right, <laughs> make you feel you know a little good, yeah, a little bit good. <laughs> or you can go in raw. I'm like, well, obviously, I'm not gonna go for that. I'll go for the the slight sedative. But my vi- sorry, this is quite a long tangent. But <laughs> I imagined the camera in the mouth. Mm. I just assumed it would be a very small thing mm-hmm. going into the mm-hmm. mouth, like a very thin right, kind of right, thing. Right. It was not. It's fucking massive. So I was like lying down on my side, a nurse holding me in place, and then they bring out the thing that goes in the mouth, and it was like dildo sized, <laughs> and they're just shoving it in my mouth, like deep through oh my, my mouth with this endoscopy thing, and I'm like, oh, like just, and they're like, it's fine, it's fine, but then they also had like the the video screen just like playing oh, no. the footage from it, so I'm like, you know, getting gagged by this giant dildo while watching my own like stomach on the screen brilliant oh man that was fucked oh jesus yeah. but i'd still prefer that 
to the nose. The nose was fucking grim. Yeah. It was grim. Oh, I don't want to experience that. No, thank you. No. <laughs> uh, at least it wasn't dildo-sized. <laughs> it's, only, it's only so wide the yeah. nostrils can stretch. A very small dildo. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Back to the films. Anything nose-related, mm. like I mean, just yeah, having that tube up the nose. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably due to my own past trauma. Yeah, um, yeah. That I was like, Ugh! yeah, yeah. Probably why I couldn't watch that. Um, so yeah, force-fed milk up the nose. Um, then no. the pet, <laughs> just the milk. So I don't know fucking what it was. <laughs> Uh, parents start showing some symptoms I think that's when the dad starts to uh, probably due to paranoia yeah yeah yeah, he, yeah. He, he's like looking at himself in the mirror he's trying to move his jaw yeah, that and it's all starting to kick in that is very like body horror-esque mm. all that sort of stuff yeah. like his kind of paranoia and yeah. yeah that moment where he's like staring into the mirror is very unsettling mm. and yeah. it's starting to look like run down a bit mm. like he hasn't mm. shaved in a while everyone mm. gets a little bit wild yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have we, got, we have another like convulsion compilation uh lots of blood bloody mouths um and yeah lots of bloody mouths <laughs> it's, it's but it's like really like close up yeah like yeah, they get yeah. right in there and she's mm. like kind of like foaming through the teeth mm-hmm. oh it's, it's very very disturbing and then and then the injections don't stop the convulsions anymore it's just are we getting to the the rectal <laughs> we are getting to the oh, rectal god that scene was oh. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, the injections don't work. So we're going to have to give a, what do they call a rectal sedative? Like, of anesthetic or so, yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Mm. I was like, fucking hell. Like, and it, it's, it's brutally clinical, yeah. this film, where it's just, it does not shy away from no. any of the details. It is just laying it out for you yeah. exactly mm. what happens mm. in this situation. And that includes... A rectal sedative or yeah. anesthetic or on a whatever fucking it is, yeah. poor five-year-old yeah. kid. It's um, I mean, it obviously doesn't show like <laughs> any graphic detail, mm. but it's like we see the scene. But it's enough. We know what's happening. It's yeah. enough, and it's really horrible. And you see yeah. the the poor girl's face and stuff like. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awful, awful. <laughs> and you got to think like, at what point did someone think, "Well, this is this is this is a crucial scene to put in a film." Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. to what point was the the child actress's parents thinking, Oh yeah, this I'd like to have my my five year old kid in yeah. this have a have a rectal aesthetic. <laughs> it's interesting though, because I agree. And I did think that at that point, but by the end I I kind of I felt like I understood the choices it made. Mm-hmm. And I think without that stuff like that, not mm. just the rectal scene, but like all of those kind of fucked things that it shows. Mm. I think it does ultimately make a certain kind of sense mm. by the end. Mm. Mm. So by this point, so we, we've had a, a very long, exhausting few sequences, mm. and then we have a massive tonal shift, which is almost like a dream. It's a dream sequence essentially, mm. oh, yeah. and we're back to the front of the apartment. Masako's playing in the mud, and her dad is there trying to save her mm-hmm. so he is i mean he's so paranoid about being uh being infected with tetanus himself he's having these dreams and like delusions of him just trying to save his daughter mm. but then like you said before like he's so kind of also concerned about his own sickness that mm. the the dream sequence also shifts to focus on him because mm-hmm. she bites him in that sequence as well and he's i mean it's 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 the focus of the scene it becomes 
but yeah, again, it's that lovely blue uh, slow motion with purples and the butterflies flying around, um, which is a real breath of fresh air after that like horrible mm. dark hospital room. Is it before that point or after where we also get his sort of flashback dream? Maybe that comes a bit That comes later. later. So there are two. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that second one, I think, explains what you were saying about the dad mm. and why yeah, we, he's so, like, fixated on himself. Yeah, we see kind of like a flashback uh, to his childhood where he had blood poisoning. Um, yeah. And it kind of adds some sort of backstory to his paranoia as mm. well. Mm. But again, that sequence is is, is beautifully shot. Is that, mm. And it's all that, that weird, like, blood rain falling out, mm. like, outside, with, like, kind of like CGI blood rain. Yeah, yeah. But it has all these, like, beautiful, beautiful colours. Um, it's very dreamlike. Is it also at this point that the, the mother is, like, obsessively documenting everything? Ah, uh, yeah. That's happening with mm. the daughter? Oh man, that that's also deeply disturbing. <laughs> that obsessive compulsive mm. documenting, which also comes into the dream sequences. Yeah. We see flashes of her kind of like documenting of, mm. of the every convulsion that her daughter's having. Yeah, mm. yeah. So does how how long the medicine is lasting for? How long mm. between siege and stuff? She has this like whole like diagram, yeah, and, like key like, coded. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very like like extremely obsessive. It's yeah. the only thing she can like concentrate on in this time. Um, we enter day three. This is when uh, it's lunch. It's lunchtime. The lunch trays are going going oh, throughout yeah, the yeah. hospital down the corridors. And on one of those trolleys. Um, oh, and- we're getting to the worst bit in the film, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> it's, okay. it's not a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as as I said before, sound being one of the stimuli for seizures. Um, one of the trays falls off the trolley. She goes into full-on seizure mode. What they do, the doctor... It's not Nose, is it? No. No, where's, yeah. where's Nose she's in all of this? There. Where the she, fuck was Nose? Well, she's um, seeing, like, outpatients. Yeah. Where was she? Well, I mean, she has other patients, guys. Yeah, but... <laughs> We're not watching their movie. (laughs) Masako, once again, she is frothing blood Mm. from the mouth. It's a real bad one. It's a bad one. Yeah. And Doctor, not Nose. Yeah, some Some prick. Some With a fucking knife. Yeah. (laughs) He he asks the dad if she has her Mm -hmm. baby teeth or adult teeth. He's like, milk teeth? Gonna get new teeth? And the dad's like, Yep. So he takes the uh, the the scalpel and proceeds to cut out all of Masako's teeth. Yeah, it's not good. What the fuck? Yeah, and it's, it's like so it's intense. horrible, mm. and it's like a really like in depth one. Like you, mm. you you see them removing like the teeth from the mouth, and you got leftover There's, teeth on her tongue yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that the comment that the tooth like on her tongue. Mm. Oh god, it's awful. And the parents. I feel like this is like a real breaking point especially for the mother Mm. like her kind of trauma in this scene Mm. is really overwhelming and she kind of um i feel like that's almost the point where she's starting to give up Mm. she starts to give up on on her daughter's survival basically Mm. at this Mm. point Mm. but so they they remove the teeth and they have that like pump to pump out all the blood or is it it'll suck out all the blood and the saliva and it all collects in that jar mm. oh, yeah, and you just awful. see it like splurting into this mm. jar it's all that like horrible pinkish foamy blood mm. and so Massacre is there like now with no teeth and you know um, I mentioned that this was based on the on a novel a real yeah. story so that 
actually happened to the author's mm. child. Um, and they, they cut out, they, they removed all her teeth so she wouldn't bite off her tongue is how it's documented. So yeah, all real fun stuff. If that wasn't enough, fucking Nose comes in. Dr. Nose, we think, right, Nose is here to save the day. What does she ask? Mm. Do you remember what she asked the dad? I can't remember. What does she say? Can we perform a tracheotomy? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that must be around this scene. Yeah, it's yeah. directly after I saw Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she can't breathe properly. So they yeah, ask, yeah, can, yeah. We, can we perform a tracheotomy? Oh, that was, that's super stressful. What, how, where that eventually goes yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. And then, and then, so after they've removed her teeth, they are immediately start prepping her for a tracheotomy mm-hmm. to like, to, to cut the throat, to make yeah. it easier to, for her to breathe. And you, it's like that scene where you just start like holding your head. You're like, oh, fucking yeah. hell, here we go. Yeah. <sighs> And then it, it's uh, just before they're about to do it, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's halted it's by halted. the, like, the senior doctor mm. is like, no, 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 don't do this because we can't have, we can't have any more trauma mm. um, or it's going to have, like, a negative effect on yeah, it. Yeah, it could be, like, added stimulant to the for convulsions mm-hmm. and so on. So they called it off, but they're fucking inches away from, like, cutting the yeah, throat. Yeah, like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're about to do it. So, um, and yeah, like you said, this is the scene where mom, she, she starts to, like, lose her lose her wits she's at the Mm. end of her wits and then she just says like we're just prolonging the inevitable Mm, stop mm. don't touch her anymore Mm. no more tests no more injections Mm. stop it she she pulls a knife she gets Mm. one of the scalpels that's right Uh, right after the the near operation Mm. they put her in an oxygen tent right oh that's right yeah which is really upsetting as well it's just very upsetting the oxygen tent they can't touch her anymore mm. um yeah and the, the mother is like totally losing it at this point yeah. so she, she gets like a breathing apparatus installed yeah so just in her mouth it's just yeah. this tube shoved into her mouth oh. for the rest of the film <laughs> and that's when you have the breathing noises yeah the breath oh. she's like oh, that's horrible no man so mum pulls a, a knife on dr nice she's like i've had enough don't touch her she's already dead you know just let's leave her be Mm-mm. Dad slaps around a bit, and then we cut to the next uh, dream sequence where we know that the dad suffered mm-hmm. from the blood poisoning, which then explains why he is um, so fucked up and paranoid about himself. And that really kind of like starts to be the um, the thing that rips that couple apart as well, because they they stop kind of trusting each other. Mm. Um, like the dad's kind of hesitant to like change her diaper or like see to her because he th- he thinks that he's gonna get tennis again or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the mum the mum makes a comment on it. She's like, mm. "Well, you you, ne- you never like touch her because you think you're gonna get tennis, right? So, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you want me to do it, so I get it, and all." So mm. they're they're at war with each other, and fucking hell. Enter the fourth day. I love how much <laughs> clicking you're doing. <laughs> More slow motion. Everyone's running around. Mm. That's there's that slow motion. Everyone's looking. It's like, where's Doctor Nose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Running around, and that's when we finally kind of finally see Masako in some sort of light, because mm. she's been relatively like hidden in shadows and stuff up until this point. Mm. And we see her in a, in a slightly light room, and she looks like death. Yeah, yeah. like she looks like a corpse, uh, and that's when her heart actually stops. Another that that scene is probably the most upsetting mm. scene for me just because the parents are sort of watching their daughter die basically mm. actually that that's kind of the point really the kind of the the final straw mm. for the mother right mm. from that point it's almost like 
her daughter may as well have died in that mm, scene, the mm. way that she behaves after yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it's horrible. But that CPR that they perform... Mm. Yeah, King I was wondering that. So they're like just like brutally mm. CPRing mm. this like little girl. It's it's re- it's yeah. It's like a proper CPR procedure. Like they mm-hmm. they are properly hammering down on yeah, this girl's yeah. chest. And I can't remember which fil- which film it was I saw, but there's a scene where someone gets CPR performed on them and they get their rib cage broken in because mm. they get it's performed too like sh- too strong. Mm. And what just watching that just gave me so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's too much." It's too much. <laughs> You're yeah. pushing it too hard. I mean, we're supposed to believe, right? She's dead, but in real life, that is a that is a kid, and you got an adult just like pummeling down on her chest. It is horrible. But they they bring her back to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they bring her back to life. But like you said, <laughs> I mean, everyone's just given up. Yeah, mm. as you would. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like we've been through such a nightmare in this film mm. it, you you can a hundred percent understand the feelings of of, of the the mother mm. at this point mm. um yeah yeah and i think they they both do the dad agree, uh, agrees that like uh, there's we're just there's no hope mm. he sends them home to gather like important documents such as like birth certificates any any kind of like uh what a financial stuff so that when masako is dead and when the mum and dad are dead, all from tetanus, mm. someone will be able to find all the necessary documents mm. um, for, like, identification records and all mm. that kind of stuff. I think, is it before that that the uh, father's... The, so, the grandmother mm. shows up at, at the oh, hospital Oh, she does, as well. doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I found that scene really affecting as well. Mm. The father's mother, so the grandmother of the little girl... Mm shows up and just the hopelessness that is presented through her character. Yeah. She can't do anything to help. And the scene where she comes up uh, to the room and sees mm. what her granddaughter looks like mm. is just harrowing. Mm. Absolutely harrowing yeah. to watch. Mm. Yeah. Harrowing is definitely the right word for this film. Yeah. Could just say that to sum it up pretty it's much. Harrowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the harrowingometer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be an awful <laughs> podcast show me something harrowing oh my god just every, every week Let's schindler's see. list next week dancer in the dark dancer after in that. The dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh god so mom goes home um cuts her hair off which is funny i wanted to ask about this so i don't, I don't know what i'm gonna ask <laughs> There's a thing, which I'm not sure if it is pri- like primarily or exclusively with Japanese women, but I've heard from many people, Japanese women cut their hair mm. during big changes of their life. Right. And I, I, I actually first heard it um, years back. I, I broke up with my ex and we was like, I can't do it. It's like, we're done, we're done, you know, goodbye, sayonara. And she was like, I'm going to cut off all my hair. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, it's like, you know, I, I have to cut off my hair now. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Cut I was like, I don't, why are you telling me this? She's like, you know, when when I have, when there's a big change in my life, I, I have to cut my hair off. I was like, okay, well, you you do you, like, but we're done kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I heard from a, another friend, um, she divorced with her husband and she like, she had really long hair before that and she cut it all off, like really, mm. really short. I do wonder, is it exclusively Japanese? It's very weird that you bring this up, because just today, 
<laughs> I your girlfriend caught up on that. <laughs> no, no, no. Just just today, I had a conversation mm. at my job where my Australian coworker mm. was talking about if she would break up with someone, mm. she'd drastically change her hairstyle, mm. cut off all her hair. So I don't know. Is it? Well, is it know. like just an international maybe thing? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any women. I can't. Know. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. It's. I mean, signifies change. It started mm. something new. So it, you know, it makes sense in a way. But it's just a an interesting thing, um, which I was completely unaware of. I mean, I I don't know anyone in England who mm. did that. Never heard of it up until like a few Japanese people in my life had mm. mentioned doing it. Mm. Yeah, bizarre. So anyway, mum goes home, cuts off um, her hair. I think as an acceptance of her daughter's death, essentially. So, mm. and then, and then after that, it's um, it's strange. We have long periods of of nothing really new. Mm-hmm. There's lots of um, dialogue scenes. Everyone's tired. The relationship between the husband and wife weakens. More of Masako is just like horrible breathing and blood mm. splurting. And then there's like the scene of her dad talking to Masako in bed and talking to the virus itself as like, why did you take my daughter? Mm. And during this time, there's the effigy of the butterfly. Mm-hmm. It's like weird, like swirling butterflies, like flying up above her head. You know, it, it occurs a few times throughout the film, which I also really love. I love mm. that stylistic choice because it's mm. even though in the grimmest of scenes, you have this like luminous mm. butterfly flying around quite an interesting film like stylistically Mm. it's like mostly very stark very bleak Mm. uh you know based entirely in a kind of gritty sort of reality Mm. but then it does have those occasional stylistic flourishes like the butterfly in his dream sequence the bird as well yeah yeah what's that about yeah what is that about i don't know that was that was a really interesting image though and and just the occasional kind of bits of uh that slow motion mm. of him like running for Dr. Nose and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So just having those few bits, it's, it's, they're really effective when they do, they do happen. Mm. So then, yeah, uh, like I said, the, the, the kind of like the continuation of those scenes where nothing really new happens. Um, and the couple decide to take shifts, you know, one, one of them goes home and sleeps while the other one watches over her, etc. And then, is the first time the dad leaves the hospital since uh, Masako was hospitalized. And that's a great scene because he's been in this dark room Mm -mm. for the last, I don't know, few days. Mm -mm. And he leaves the hospital for the first time. He's all like shaggy and his beard grown. And just the sunlight is blinding. (laughs) And he staggers home hits the sake. Yeah, yeah. Pours that big drink. Yeah, yeah. Gulps it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, at this point, the mother can't physically bring herself to come back mm. into the hospital. Um, she just the trauma is just too too much. She can't go into the room yeah. to see her daughter anymore. Mm. It's just too much for her. Mm. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, do, do you want to say anything else before we get into the final like timestamp? No, no. I think I think that's uh, it's a weird one. Too. Like. I mean, it's it's. I think it's an ending that will divide people um, mm. because I was relieved personally <laughs> by how <laughs> so it ended. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so he does his drink, he listens to the music, and then and then we cut to two weeks later, and then Masako's in bed. She's in a bright hospital room, mm. uh, so not none of the uh, windows have been uh, darkened out. 
and she's talking again. She looks healthier, mm. and it's like, fuck, yeah. she's she's better. It's <laughs> there's it's like the turning point, and actually, this is one of the moments where I was like, how did they get this girl to mm. act like this? So when she's like suddenly got her appetite yeah. back, and yeah. she wants a choco pan, yeah, like she wants like a chocolate bread, right? <laughs> yeah. and she just and like her desperation for mm. it. And the way that she's, like, crying because she can't... She's not allowed to eat, yeah. like, this uh, bread. And it's just so real. Mm. Like, how did they get that yeah. out of that actress? I just... Even though it's a scene that's, like, a really happy scene, mm. even though she's, like, crying mm. and whatnot, just because she's, like... It's, like, a sign that she's getting better. But, yeah, yeah how did they, they get that performance out of her? And it's like, it's, it's, like, tear-jerking. Yeah. And it's, oh. like, massive sigh of relief because everyone's yeah. given up hope she's got no teeth mm. she's she's like yeah. looks like she's got death. no teeth and <laughs> and the, the 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 husband and wife they're fucked mm. now and mm. and then and then it's just like right two weeks later and she's mm. like i want to eat that choco band mm. choco band mm. and she's like you know, yeah, <laughs> she's like yeah, yeah, gagging yeah. for the bread do you know so based on like the I, I don't know if you know the answer to this but the novel mm. and that guy's real story did his daughter survive do you know I think she survived, mm. but I actually I have the novel, um, and I, I there was a time last year I was I was reading a lot of Japanese books. I was like, mm. I, I found that I could actually read them, and I was like, mm. oh great, I can you know I was, I was reading a few books, and I was like, I'm gonna try read um, mm. Writhing Tongue. I was like, this is fucking difficult. <laughs> and, <laughs> Bit of a tough book. Oh, holy shit. I mean, it's old as fuck to say the mm, least. And then like, it's all scientific. like medical terms. Right, yeah, and I was yeah. like, no, no, no. And there's, ne- there's not been any English translation. Um, mm. Which also, to my next point, this has never been released overseas. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's only ever had a Japanese release, which is mad. I guess it doesn't have much commercial appeal. Oh, I don't <laughs> like, know about that. Like, I mean, great film, but... Yeah, mm. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone in the international, like you know, market is gagging for a film where you're watching a, a little girl have her teeth smashed out. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of our listeners. If yeah. I say a lot of them, I don't know how many there are, but <laughs> two, two. Well, I'm sure both of them will want to see it. But yeah, like so we so we basically just had like an hour and forty five minutes of pure hell. Mm-mm. Cut to the the last scene, and mm. it's like all all happy and, and great again. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. By it, about it, it's definitely going to be something that divides people. I yeah. personally loved it because it's this, it's like a sigh of relief. It, that's definitely the way to put and it, it. And it doesn't take away from the trauma. Mm. It doesn't take away from the point of the film. And for me, that was like I don't know. It just it made. I think if I think if she just died, mm. I think I would find it more exploitative. Mm. I don't know. I don't know why, but. I think having her survive, it just, it the, it the film serves as a film that shows the horrors of being a parent yeah, yeah, yeah. without being so cruel mm. that it feels unnecessary. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but it uh it it doesn't take away from the horror of yeah. the film. Yeah, and it it feels I don't know. It felt right to me the way that mm. it ended. Mm-mm. Mm. And that that her the first thing she ever wants is the, the chocolate bread. Yeah. It's so it's just so like childlike and so mm. innocent and and it, it, it could be anything, but they, they, there's such a focus on it as well, yeah. which is great. And yeah, it, yeah. It, you just you're like yeah, get your get your fucking chocolate bread. You deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> I, yeah. I love as well just like the details of that. Like the the mother's like she doesn't even like like chocolate oh, yeah. bread. You know, and she just like wants it as this like 
insane kind of craving after mm. this experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's great. So there we go. That was um, Withering Heights. Withering, <laughs> Withering Heights. <laughs> Writhing time. Writhing time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we have to rate it on a fucking out. On a, I, I, will, I will say before we get into like talking about that, I, I, I would say that this film is like a minor masterpiece. Oh yeah. I, I reckon. I, I, I really feel it mm-hmm. is. I think it's like a incredibly well made film mm. and kind of unlike anything i've seen before definitely um i think if you have a an interest in japanese films like mm. you should definitely try and, and track mm. this down mm. it's like it's just it's beautifully made mm. incredible performances we haven't really we've only really talked about the girl but the the father mm. um i recognize the actor tsunehiko watase okay i mean you would have seen him before in, right. a, in a few uh, a few classics oh He's in. I mean, he's. I mean, he's in like some really famous stuff. He's in one of the battles without honor and humanity oh, films. Yeah. But more importantly, he's in Andromedia, Takeshi oh, Miike's classic, yeah. and he's in one of my legitimate all-time favorite movies, Rex: A Dinosaur Story. Oh, a dinosaur story. The oh, the Santa, the Christmassy thing, the Christmas yeah. dinosaur movie. That's your favorite film. <laughs> Not my favorite film. <laughs> One of my favorite right, right, films. Right. But yeah, so he he is really mm. good in this. He's brilliant. And the mom was, was great. Yeah, Everyone was fantastic. brilliant. In it's it. a re- it's a really yeah. great yeah great film this um yeah I, I watched this for the first time last year and it was um one of my best watches of the year like mm. and I just thought how has this not been talked about Mm-mm. because. It's so bizarre because, like you said, um, it's it's a drama film. It's n- it's not a horror film, and it's not made as a horror film. It doesn't feel like overly exploitive mm. enough to be a horror film. Mm. But there's that line. It goes so far beyond being mm. a drama mm. that it 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 is like a horror film. Mm-mm. The fact that it just is never spoken about. I I wonder. I feel it, that might change. I feel like if that got uh you know a, an international release mm. like if it got released in america i think it very quickly would become a much more talked about film i think so uh i feel like it's already it's probably already on the way to getting to that point mm. um there's a lot of re- reviews if you look it up like th- there's no bad reviews of this mm. film mm. um yeah it's i think you know maybe in a few years it might have some kind of research well you guys you heard it here first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on the uh, the wrong, the wrong amateur, amateur. The wrong feels amateur. very wrong to, to use the wrong I'll, I'll amateur t- for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, I, I feel like... We I should would explain seem... what the wrong amateur is again, by the way. Okay, yeah. Do you want to explain it? I, I feel like you have a better grasp on, on what the wrong amateur is. <laughs> no, I'm asking you because I've, I've forgotten how you explained <laughs> it. It's, it's, what is it? It's not... It's uh, very broad. It's not of, yeah, it's not... Leveling how fucked up a movie is, just like this sh- shouldn't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. This shouldn't exist. Well, yes, yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's difficult because I feel like this film totally should exist. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic film, but mm-hmm. it is so wrong on so many levels. Mm-hmm. It does things that yeah shouldn't shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. It shouldn't. Ha- I think the fact that someone actively like sought out to make this mm. and. I mean, it's a big budget production as well, mm. but it is so fucked up, Mm-mm. and it, it it breaks so many taboos and goes goes way 
past anything than mm. I think anyone was really expecting to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would give it a 10. A 10? 10 on the wrong uh, order. I mean, it's a hard one because I feel torn between... Yeah, you're right. Like, it does a lot of things that just shouldn't happen. Mm. Uh, I've never seen anything like it in mm. any other kind of film. I guess the closest... I've seen to that as maybe the exorcist in terms of how a mm. child actor, like the kind of trauma they're put through. Mm. But at the same time, by the end, I kind of understood mm. the purpose of each point. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to go for an eight. An eight. It's yeah. still pretty hard on the wrong okay. order. <laughs> I'll take an eight. I'll take an eight. Well, I'll tell you what, though, it only took uh, took us making a fucking podcast to you watch it. Yeah, yeah, I really didn't <laughs> yes. want to watch it. We're telling you, fucking watch writing time yeah. for the last, like, six months. It's just not... I've never been in the mood, like, to... Because the way you described it to me was, like, watching a girl die for two hours, I think. <laughs> that was... So I actually expected her to die at the right. end. So the whole time I was watching it, I was just so depressed. And yeah, it's not a feel-good movie. No. I, I don't even know when you'd ever be in the mood to, to watch. Like, it's a great film. But yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it's kind of like that... Um, when, when I first watched Dancer in the Dark, when mm. I was... Fuck, I was maybe like 20 or something. Say so about Lars, he can be a bit of a prick. Mm. And he, he has a tendency just to just push buttons for the sake of pushing buttons. Um, but I remember when I first watched Dancer in the Dark, when that last scene rolled, uh, finished and the, the end credits finally rolled, I was exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, fucking hell. Mm. And I needed some time to, like, regather myself. Mm-mm. I feel like I haven't had that since watching mm. Riding Tongue for the first Mm-mm. time. It, it just left me exhausted. Yeah. Um, but again, like, it's not a film that I would want to watch multiple yeah. times like oh you know what would it be fun let's watch this right <laughs> night it's not you can watch it once mm. and then you'll get be like, the popcorn well, out yeah. let's uh <laughs> let's just bury this dvd yeah. for a while yeah 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 no i i agree probably since dancer in the dark as well i think mm. I, I watched that i think i watched that for the first time like maybe two years ago mm. but yeah it's a similar kind of vibe to that the film i watched that gave me that feeling was irreversible oh yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. I never want to see that film again. I watched it when I was like 17. Yeah. 18? I don't know. Whenever that came out. Um, and yeah, just, I was like, yeah, that's enough. Don't ever need to see that again. No, thanks. <laughs> no fire extinguishers in my house. Yeah. <laughs> well, for next time. Oh, there we go. I mean, this is again going to be another break neck tonal <laughs> shift. Okay, good. So we've gone Mad Foxes. Hey. Then we've dived into hell with uh writhing tongue that's him and i'm gonna pull us out of hell and we're gonna oh there's actually there's a little bit of hell in the next Ooh. one as well you'll, you'll see uh we're gonna we're gonna be watching next time pt wheat straw pt wheat straw have you ever heard of it is wheat straw one word or two words is wheat straw oh, wheat straw is one word okay yeah. pt wheat straw it's the name of the main character okay do you know anything about rudy ray moore no. Oh, you're in for quite a treat. I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Petey Wheat Straw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you for Petey Wheat Straw. All right. Let's do it. All right. All right. <laughs> Follow Show Me Something Wrong on Twitter at SMSW Podcast. Please, please, please. Show-